So we save the best for last. My mom and dad go on tonight, talk about how they fell in love. Little white lies to get alone time, contracts for intent of marriage. This is Joe and Susan. All right, Dad. Normally we have people in one. Well, one of the couples introduce themselves, the spouse, because you know we know all the kids, but does, we know you and Mom already, so we'll just jump right into it. Um, yeah. Um, so, Dad, when was the first time you ever remember seeing Mom? Um, <clears throat> I returned from my mission in 1970. And I was um, in the same award at BYU that Susan was. I, <clears throat> the first time I really noticed her was at a uh, board activity. We were at a hayride. And um, for, for some reason, I uh, zeroed in on her that evening. And I wanted to make sure that before the night was over, I had a chance to get to meet her and impress her with my dazzles <laughs> so i uh watched uh her and then when she went out to get on the hayride i walked out with her and she jumped up on the trailer and i jumped up beside her and sat down and and then during the hayride we had a conversation and, and uh i you know i after the hayride ended i tried to think of some way to continue the conversation so i pretended that i had got hay in my eye and had lost and i had to take out a contact and i lost the contact so i asked susan if she would drive my car back to the back to provo and uh, she had taken her car and her roommates and somehow she agreed to do that she gave her key to one of her roommates and took my car and we drove back to provo before we got back to her dorms, we stopped at a place, I think it's called Veterans Park, where I uh, impressed her with all my athletic abilities on the monkey bars with back pullovers and swing jumping. And we it was a fun time. And okay. uh, anyway, that was the very first time I really noticed her. Okay. And uh, probably within, that was probably the end of October and before the 1st of November, I'd invited her to go to Grand Junction to meet wow. my family and go skiing at the uh, at Aspen for a, for a ski date. Okay. So that was the first, the first encounter of Susan. So she was, the I think I was a second year sophomore at the time. Okay. So um, you said you wanted to jump on, so it was a hayride. You wanted to right. be able to show her your dazzles, um, I think is what you said. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I uh, for some, you know, returned missionaries are full of themselves. And I thought that I was, I was the elders quorum president. And I thought, you know, I was the most eligible bachelor or whatever yeah. in the world. So I, I, I really thought that I could make the moves and impress her. And as, as the story goes, I didn't. And, uh. Well, let's, but anyway. yeah, let's not, let's not jump ahead of ourselves. Okay. Um, so, so you fake the, the contact problem. Right. Um, right. and then you guys go to the park and you're doing like tricks on monkey bars. Yeah. And, 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 yep. and mom seemed to be kind of impressed. I mean, impressed I enough know. that she, <laughs> she wasn't impressed. I don't think so. Well, I, she, looking back, I don't think she was, I think she was a little bit amused, but I don't think she well, thought that I was all that hot. Yeah, she was a gymnast though, so I would think she would be at least. She was. was she was she showing you? Uh, was she doing anything, or just kind of like watching you do your thing? Well, it was all about me, so I don't remember whether she did her gymnastic stuff or not. I okay, I was too into myself. Yeah. So okay, so that's the end of October, nineteen seventy. Um, right. And then you said the first part of November, you invited her to Grand Junction. I did. Wait, I did. Did, I, did you guys go on some other dates between then and no, and... no, that was our first date. Wow, we were in the same ward, so we'd see each other, um, mutual and it's at church. And uh, I'm sure I 
you know, it was just a, her, her family was living in South America. Yeah. And she had nowhere to go for Thanksgiving. And so for Thanksgiving, I invited her home for that weekend. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we were going to be in Grand Junction. We'd go skiing at Aspen, and, and she'd get to meet the Shumway family. Okay. For some reason, she she said that would be fine. I think she didn't. You know, I, I think she wanted to do something, and so she agreed to go with me. Plus, going skiing in Aspen was a pretty big carrot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so you guys head off to Grand Junction. Uh, do you remember anything mm-hmm. about that trip? Uh, anything remarkable? Well, <clears throat> I remember she told me she was a good skier, and she wasn't. Not that I was, <laughs> but we went up to the top of the highest uh, lift at Highlands in Aspen, and uh, I took off down the hill, you know, again trying to impress her. And I noticed, looked behind, and she was snow plowing mm-hmm. because she. <laughs> She wasn't that great of a skier at the time. But anyway, we had a fun day. It was, you know, and then we went back. And I remember when we got back to Provo, she was, she told me, she said, I don't know what your plans are, but if you are planning to get married, go find somebody else. Because she said, I'm not getting married until I graduate from college. So go find someone someone that's interested in getting married and, and that was kind of the the final you know endearing words that i heard from her at the end of that date wow um so okay so so uh you have she comes you know it's funny because like the bringing a girl home to the parents is sort of like this uh, I know. you know this this pivotal sort of moment in a relationship that's like when it becomes official and like very real, but this was like mm-hmm. date one. You brought her home to meet. The it family. was well, okay. well, you know, in my mind, and as I look back, I think that I was, as I, you know, as I contemplated, you know, dating and getting to know her, I, I was thinking, Susan Harding is probably about as good as you can possibly get, and I was thinking, you know, if they're anything comes of this it's going to be great because she was very very good looking very athletic she was funny she was you know attractive she was everything that anybody would want and so i was really taken with her right away mm-hmm. and uh, i i you know all, all i can say is that it was pretty much one-sided i don't know if it was because i was such a, a knucklehead or if it was just <laughs> whatever but she it was one of those things where right away she told me you know i don't mind being with you but we're not this is not going to go anywhere okay so so where did you i mean where did it go from there did you guys sort of say okay and, and you went on and started dating other people and she dated other people what, what happened after that well i know we both dated i uh we had our we had some you know what? What I do remember is that uh, she was not always available for dates. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I dated other girls. I had other friends. She had other boyfriends. She had other things to do. She got, uh, you know, we dated for about two two and a half years, and during that time, she also got involved. She had she had to earn scholarship money to stay at BYU because her family wasn't giving her much support. So she never had a whole lot of money, but I, I did at the time, you know, comparatively. So anytime I would invite her to go out to dinner, she was more than happy to go with me on a date. So we dated on and off for about two years. And then in the um, summer of 1972, We'd, we'd, you know, been on and off, on and off. She, uh, I went, I went to work for my dad in the mines, and uh, during that summer, I, I was able to get tickets to the Carpenters in Salt Lake City okay. on a Saturday evening in the middle of the summer. Called her and told her, asked her if you, she would want to go to the Carpenters, who was the number one performing group at the mm-hmm. time. She said yes, so I was so excited. And uh, 
anyway, I was working 11 days and I'd get four days off. Well, my four days off was the same weekend as the Carpenters was playing. So I drove uh, from uh, Europe. Well, actually, it was a town called Paradox where the mine was. Went home, got cleaned up, was at her apartment probably about eight or nine o'clock. You know, wanted to see her, excited to see her. And uh, her roommate said, well, she's out. She probably won't be home until about 10 o'clock. And so I figured she was, you know, on a date, which is okay. So I said, well, I'll just uh, come back then. They said, well, why don't you just see her tomorrow morning? And I thought, well, maybe I will. But for some reason, I hung around. At midnight, she came back with her date. I went up to make sure that she was still going to the concert or at least to talk about that and she said no i can't but my roommate will go with you oh no and so that (laughs) that was the end of any dating probably from the summer until about november and uh in november i still still was i'm still in love you know and infatuated i was still you know she was my ideal yeah and and so i i had just finally and but in the meantime she had become miss arm miss utah county and runner up to miss utah and so i started thinking shumway you're you're a knucklehead if you think that you have any chance with this girl why don't you just move on because by the time by that time i was a senior mm-hmm. getting ready to graduate and she still had a year, year and a half to go, and uh, I thought if I'm if I'm going to, you know, find someone to marry here at BYU, I better get on with it. So I remember it was a Friday evening. I wandered around campus most of the night, feeling sorry for myself, having my own little pity party, and uh, trying to reason out what what my, the plan was for my future, I finally came to the conclusion that it was time to to move on, to say, you know, there's no chance for, for me to ever end up marrying Susan mm-hmm. Harding. And so I uh, ended up just probably about early in the morning, maybe even before it was the day the sun had come up, I knelt down behind the Timpanoga Stake Center, which is near BYU campus, told Father in Heaven what my decision was. I felt really good about it, thinking I'd really, you know, finally had some sane thinking. And and I remember feeling good about it until the prayer was over and stood up. As soon as I stood up, the answer came so clearly. I said, don't, don't give up. It's not over. So yeah. that's kind of the, that was the point where at that point, I, I wasn't, I still didn't know what my possibilities were, but I was, at that point, I thought, at least, at least, you know, my father in heaven has given me the, you know, the green light to go ahead and keep, continue to pursue Susan. And so we did. So, so that was in the fall of 72? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was, that was about, just about Thanksgiving, just before Thanksgiving. Okay. And just, just let me just kind of tie this together. Yeah. I, uh, I was heading to BYU, but before I left, I wrote her a little poem on a card, and I drew a picture of a turkey with two candles on it. And I wrote her this poem, and I can't remember what it said, but I just said at the end, it said, thank you for two, two years. And I gave it to her, or left left it in her uh, mailbox or whatever. And I went to I went home uh, for Thanksgiving with uh, I took home a girl named Kathy Kelly who lived in Grand Junction. She was a freshman. She just needed a ride. And so after I I had gone, she came by, got the card, came by the the house where I was living. It's called Beaver Lodge, and it was, and she, she talked to my roommates, and she said, "Is Joe still here?" And they, they told her, "No, he's already headed back to back home." 
she said, did he go with anybody? He says, yeah, he went with Kathy Kelly. And so Susan thought, well, he's now taking Kathy Kelly home to see mom and dad. So <laughs> anyway, uh, I came back. I had to study for some classes. So I came back early on Sunday and uh, parked in behind our uh, house, went upstairs and studied. Well, Susan uh, had come waiting for me there. She wanted to talk to me. And uh, midnight came, one o'clock came. I was still not there. And so she went to her apartment and came back the next day before I was ready to go to class. And she said, well, tell me all about Kathy Kelly. (laughs) I said, Susan, Kathy Kelly just needed to ride home. I took her home and she got a ride back with somebody else to BYU. She said, oh, well, she said, I wanted to tell you I want to start dating again. And so that's where that started up again. So anyway, we dated quite a bit. Uh, And then anyway, that led up to the summer that I worked in California and she came up to meet me in California stayed with my aunt and that's where I proposed to her. Okay. But wait, so this, I'm just trying to get the timing right. Cause that, um, that had to be the fall of 71 cause you guys got married in 72, right? That's right. 71. Okay. Um, okay. So, so then you started dating fall of 71 seriously, uh, through, through that school year, I'm assuming. And then then you you were working in California, living in California. I was, I was working for my uncle. I will say this, we were not exclusively dating um, because she she was very, very busy with all of her, you know, Miss Orm, Miss Utah stuff. But I, uh, and I had, you know, other dates that I'd go on, but I remember a lot of times I'd say, can you go Friday or Saturday? And she said, no, no. And so I'd find somebody else. But I still, it wasn't as, you know, it was hard, but it wasn't something that I, you know, I, I thought this, this, it's not over. Like I thought it was over before. Do you we know, do you, yeah. Do you know what, um, sort of changed her heart, mind, whatever you want to call it? And I, I'll ask her, but yeah. Um, she, I, you know, I don't know that she ever had, um, you know, that, that kind of, uh, an emotional romantic, uh, change of heart. She uh, had a lot of her family that, you know, were pushing her towards me. Mm-hmm. I know her grandparents, her aunt, and other people said, you know, you better hang on to this Joe Shumway. He's he's a good a good guy. But I don't know that she was really. Um, she, she, I don't think she'd made up her mind about uh, marrying me. I think she just wanted to keep our friendship going. And I also think, you know, that it was one of those things where I I was just, maybe it was just, I was willing to give her enough space and patient enough. And uh, also I think she saw that I was totally dedicated to her because I, you know, it was one of those things where I think well, I don't know if I ever told her, maybe I did, that she was the, you know, the person that I really uh, had fallen in love with. But maybe, maybe she, maybe I said that, maybe I didn't, but I never heard it from her. You know, you know, I never heard you're the man of my dreams or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that's kind of where it was as we moved into the, the summer uh, of 19... 19- 71 or 72 yeah yeah 72 and 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 then i proposed to her on august the 8th okay that summer when she came up to visit so i want to talk about that but um when was your when was your first kiss (laughs) and where she she, i I can tell you that she doesn't remember it i'm sure it was not (laughs) uh, memorable but it was after I was all sweaty and stinky from doing back pullovers and swing, swing jumping at Liberty Park. <laughs> before I dropped her off to go to her, her uh, apartment, her the dorms, I gave her a kiss the very first day. Wow, that, you know, we met. Okay, didn't waste any time. So, so um, 
I mean, you know, I, I always I have asked this question on all of these, and it's sort of like you know that first kiss is sort of like the the marker of you know a real relationship. But obviously, that wasn't the case, at least in in mom's no. mind. I mean, well, I can I can tell you this: she was not impressed. It was one of those things like, "What was that all about?" <laughs> kind of a thing. And uh, and I and I to be honest with you, I uh, I I was not. It, it was not good timing. It was not the right time to do it. It was something that, you know, I was just trying to be more than I was. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it's just, I, I, I yeah, hadn't heard this before. Um, so, so like you guys then, you know, so then you went to, to, she went skiing with you. I mean, did you guys like kiss again? I mean, was it like, okay, Joe, slow your roll. Uh, you know, I know you kissed me in the park when you're all sweaty, but this is not a thing. Were you guys like, okay, we're just gonna be friends? Is that where it was, or were you still trying to, you know, trying to make this, uh, you know, more serious than maybe she was ready for it to be? Well, she let me know right away as I explained. You know, if you're looking for someone to get married, go find somebody else. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't, it was, it wasn't something to where, you know, there was. Um, much, much of the, the, uh, I, I guess the passion and things like that that you would expect mm -hmm. in someone preparing for marriage because it just it wasn't happening. It wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So we were we were we were friends. She was fun to be with. I uh, I, I I I can tell you this, and I remember very clearly. I was very taken with her the very first time we met mm -hmm. and I, it never changed. It was always something that I always thought, you know, if there was ever anybody that uh, I would love to marry, it'd be her. Now I thought my possibilities were pretty low as far as ending up being married to her, but I always thought she's, she's everything that a person could possibly want. She had a strong testimony. She was very talented. She was very funny. She was very fun to be with determined, hardworking, you know, she's, she's your mom. She's just yeah. a great, great person. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk, um, let's talk engagement, uh, or proposal, I guess, uh, you're in California. Okay. She comes out to see you there. Right. <clears throat> now I will, I will say this when she came out, I thought it was going to be more of the, you know, we're friends. We're, it's fun to be together. We're going to go to Disneyland, Knott's Berry farm. Uh, whatever else he's, I had a whole weekend planned you know like I do and we had a full three or four days well the day before she was ready to go back home we were just sitting chatting and she said are you ever going to ask me to get married and that was just so foreign to me because I thought wait a minute I remember this is the person that told me I'm not getting married until I graduate and she still had a year to go and so I thought about that, and I thought, this is crazy. I, I thought there was no chance for me. And so what happened is uh, at the end of that day, our last day was kind of open. And so, uh, well, that, that evening was open. And so what I did is I said, I'll pick you up at such and such a time, and we're going to go to the Los Angeles Temple just to walk around and see it. it was, the Los Angeles Temple is a beautiful place. And anyway, so we went there. And uh, I, in the meantime, I had gone to the store, to the bank, and pulled out three hundred dollars out of the bank, which in those days was quite a bit of money. Yeah. It took uh, two hundred and ninety. Well, anyway, anyway, I took, I got two twenties, and then I got two hundred and eighty ones, and I put them in a stack, <laughs> and wrapped them in a in a paper bag of paper from Lucky Grocery Stores. So at the very top, it said lucky. And uh, I stuck it in the back of my shirt. And then we walked, as we were walking along, we stopped at the bridal bench at the Los Angeles Temple. She sat down and I said, Susan, I'm going to give you something. And you have to promise not to give it back. She says, what are you talking about? And I said, well, just promise me you won't give it back. She says, okay. So I pulled out this package she opened it up and saw the money. It looked like, you know, twenty thousand dollars with the twenties mm -hmm. in the stack mm -hmm. with all the ones. And she says, 
what, what's this for? And he says, it's to buy a wedding ring. He says, well, don't you have to ask me something first? So then I you know, did the old kneel down. I said, will you marry me? And she said, yes. Wow. To my surprise. So anyway, that was, that was the, you know, the, the way that I proposed. And, and then we were married in the, our, our announcement said the Salt Lake Temple, but it was closed on the 16th of December. So we ended up in the Manti Temple and we were married. Okay. Did you, um, you know, you said her, her family was in South America. Did yeah, you, they still were. Yeah, did, uh, did you meet her parents, her family, sort of before or as you were dating? And if yes, what was your first impression of them? And if no, yeah. like, well, how did that all happen? Because, you know, they were... Yeah, I knew her sister, Stephanie. Okay. And uh, I knew her grandparents, both sets of grandparents and some aunts and uncles. And I, I just thought they were they were the best our sister stephanie was absolutely gorgeous if you ever seen pictures of natalie wood she looks almost identical to her she was absolutely beautiful stunning yeah. beautiful yeah and uh she liked me i liked her i liked her grandparents the aunts and uncles and all that we we'd spend you know time with them but i i really liked them i didn't meet their parents until probably her parents probably until the reception and uh, I, I always liked. But in the meantime, you know, uh, <clears throat> they they were getting divorced, mm -hmm. and I think that I had been divorced. And so I met Dale and Sylvia different different times. And I liked I liked Dale more than I liked her mom. Her mom was, I think, very bitter over the whole circumstances and stuff. And, yeah. And so, anyway. I, uh, you know, she was kind of on her own. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, when when we were married, it was you know, kind of just from my, you know, my relationship with the family was not with her parents as much as it was with her extended family. Okay. Well, um, so to kind of wrap this up, um, Unless, is there anything else, anything that we missed? Anything that you want to add to it? No, I, I will say this. Like I said, I was taken with her from the very beginning. And I have never had a second of my life that I haven't been in love with your mother. Mm -hmm. She's somebody that I've just, I'll, I'm just absolutely grateful that this is, you know, that we ended up together and, Hopefully I don't blow it so that we can stay together forever. <laughs> um, so Dan, I, the reason I say not blow it, I'm not going to do anything, you know, to, to, to lose that opportunity, but make her mad enough to leave. <laughs> no, she has a choice. She doesn't have to stay with me just because, you know, I want her to, she's going to have to say, is this the person I want to live with for the eternities? And that's, you know, that's what, that's how I've got to live so that she says, Hey, Joe's the guy I want to be with. Yeah. Well, that's that was um, really neat. Neat. I mean, it's 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 not unlike you know uh, some of our other stories where we really had to really had to fight for the one that we wanted. So um, thanks for sharing that, Dad. Um, do you want to grab Mom and we can and, and okay. uh, we can talk to her? Sure. Here for me. Okay, should I go in the office? Yeah, don't don't have dad there. I want you to be able to speak freely. You don't want dad to hear this. <laughs> not until not until he hears it when he listens to it later. Yeah. Well, let me preface this by saying I am old and I do not remember a lot of stuff. So I'll just say no comment when I don't remember. Dad remembered a lot, so um Yeah, he would. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. refresh your recollection, but um Good. So uh, just when was the first time you ever remember just seeing Joe Shumway? That would have been when I was in his ward. He was the elders club president. I hadn't seen him at church at all, but we went, there was, I think an opening social and there was a hayride. And, and I think we, I don't know if we started talking or whatever, but he needed a ride home. He said he'd lost his contact. And so 
we got off the hayride and I, I drove his car home for him. And that's the first time I ever really noticed him or knew who he was at all. Okay. So he said that uh, on the way home, you guys stopped at a park. Do you remember that? Yeah. What do you And, you know, dad was very athletic and and I was athletic because I was on the gymnastics team at BYU. And so we just goofed around and I think we swang in the swings and did some stuff there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He said he was trying to impress you with his uh, dazzles is what he called them. (laughs) He said dazzles. I don't know what that is, but. Uh, so, I don't know how dazzled I was. Yeah, but, yeah. He, he also said that uh, the whole contact thing was a ruse, that, that he hadn't actually. Right. Yeah, that was just a Which I didn't find out for a long time. Yeah. But Well, it's not a, not a bad move. I mean, I respect no. respect the game, right? Pretty smart. Yeah, yeah. pretty smart. Um, so so uh, then where did it go from there? Um, you know, I was at BYU on a, a music scholarship, and my parents were in Bolivia, and I was dirt poor. I had literally no money. They were supposed to send me money to live on. My housing was paid, um, but the money didn't come through. The, the mail was really bad. So I, I was very, very poor my, my first and second year at, at BYU. And so dad became probably just my best friend, a friend, you know, and I'm sure he said that the only time I would go out with him was when I needed a meal. <laughs> and that's probably semi-true, you know, because I was literally starving. I didn't have money for food. And uh, and a lot of times we, we, he would just go buy me food or we'd go to his house and I would eat. Um, through the years, we dated for three, I think three and a half years. And the thing of it was, and I don't know if he told you this, but when... When I met dad, I said to him, he was a return missionary, you know, I said, if you're interested in finding somebody to marry, I'm not that girl Mm -hmm. because I was dead set on graduating from BYU. I wanted to do some things. I wanted to, I was in the acapella choir and I wanted to be able to tour with them. And, And I, he didn't seem super discouraged. He tried to have me sign a contract a letter of intent. <laughs> he didn't tell. He didn't talk. tell us about that. Tell us about that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he wrote up a letter of intent, so which is I intended to marry him if he waited for three years, and I just ripped it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm surprised he didn't tell you about that. Yeah, um, but the thing of it is, when we would get serious, if it got super serious, then I would break up for a while. Yeah. Because, you know, you can only date somebody so long without it kind of becoming too serious. And I, I would see, oh gosh, we're getting either, you know, physical or just commitment of being with one person. And we broke up several times because of that. Yeah. So Um, one of the things that he told me was that um, after that first sort of hayride uh, meeting, um, like a week later, you guys went to Grand Junction and went skiing. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And that he took me on the highest slope. He was a great skier. He was a very good skier. And I had skied in Chile, but I wasn't a very good skier. And I remember they took me clear up to the top and I was petrified. I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm not going to bank it down. And I think I'm not. Did he say I met his family that weekend? We didn't know. We didn't really talk about it. Um, But I was going to ask you, did you did you meet his family that weekend? I I don't think it was that weekend. I'm okay. pretty sure it wasn't that weekend. We just went with a group of kids up and skied. Okay. Uh, but when I did meet his family, it was quite the experience because, you know, there's 10 kids and a lot of them were little. And he, the first thing dad did was when we walked in, his twin little sisters were about maybe six and they were eating uh, chicken noodle soup. And he goes, let me finish this chicken noodle soup for you. So, <laughs> so he proceeds to take a big swallow of it and choked. And literally <laughs> noodles came out his nose. <laughs> it was bad. It was because he was trying to impress me. His oh mother gosh. hated me for some reason. Really? Because I was blonde and quiet and didn't say much. I was just in shock over his family. Uh, Jason was like two. And he had this hair that 
was like two inches tall and stuck up all over his head and would just scream, run screaming all over the house. You know, they were crazy. They well, was it was a crazy house. You, would think, I, you know, it was a hint of what dad, the kind of dad he would be, because he was all about playing with them. Yeah. You know, all about be, having this two-year-old climb all over him and play. And I was impressed with that. You know, big family. <clears throat> My family, there were six. There were ten in his, and it was just. It was pretty crazy. And as you know, his dad, I mean, he would scare anybody away. Yeah. Devar. Mm -hmm. And so it was when I met his family, it was quite the experience, you know? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, not unlike when people first come, you know, come to our house. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Pr pretty much. Yeah. yeah. You know, we'd have foster kids come and and you, everybody be screaming and running and yelling. Yeah, and I, I remember madness. Michelle, one of our foster daughters saying to me, how do you, how, how do you survive in this? <laughs> and then, you know, when she lived with us for six months, she was, she was just part of the chaos. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, uh, so you guys kind of dated on and off. Um, and, and uh, well, so dad sort of acted like it was very pretty one-sided. Like he was, he was ready. He was, you know, basically in love yeah. with you from the hayride, but you were kind yeah. of wanting to take it slow and not sure. Um, he he right. told us a story. He told me a story about uh, it was the, the summer and he had gotten tickets to go see the Carpenters and he was really right. excited to go He'll with never you. Forgive me for this. Well, I mean, yeah. mom. Uh, it was bad. <laughs> well, I was working and I, I don't know that... I don't remember exactly what happened, but I couldn't get work off. And so I just told him, I said, well, I'll, I'll get somebody to go with you. I can't go. Okay. And I don't, I don't remember who went with him. I, I honestly see a lot of this I've forgotten. Yeah. Um, but he was pretty bitter about it. Yeah. <laughs> I know that because it was like the carpenters. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it was. In and our day, that was. Oh, no, no. Big deal. Big yeah. Thing. Well, he said that basically you, you, he went to your house about eight o'clock and your, your roommates or somebody said, you know, she'll be back at 10 or just come back tomorrow. But he waited around until like midnight and then you showed up with a date apparently. <laughs> and on the uh, night that he went to the concert. No, 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 no. Just the, when he got into town, I think. And, oh yeah. And the I'm concert sure was true. like the next yeah. day. And, and, oh, and then you basically be. said, Oh, just, I'm, I can't go just go with my roommate. And uh, yeah, I think that was a pretty. You know, he had, he had. Yeah, I can. I can. I'm sure that's true. <laughs> um, I'm sure that that's true. So. So, um, you know, like I said, you kind of talked about you guys dating kind of on and off, on again, off again. Um, what do you remember when your first kiss was? I do not. He remembers. I'm sure he told you about it. I have no absolutely no recollection of our first kiss at all. It must not have been that good because <laughs> I didn't go. Wow, that was awesome. Well, yeah, I don't remember. What he told me. What he told me was that um, the night at the park when he was doing his uh, his uh, monkey bar routine. Uh, apparently, you went back that night and he he went in for the kiss and kissed you and you were just kind of like, eh, slow slow your roll, Joe. Not, not the not first happening. you mean the, the, the first very first night, night yeah the very first night no i don't think that's true well talk to Jimmy. i don't think that's true he, he <laughs> might. yeah i i don't think that's true well i mean he had lots of crazy dates he had a date where we did the olympics one night in the okay. park and that was that was several weeks or months after we'd been dating it could have been that night i the first night i'm sure i wouldn't have because i wouldn't have that would have been it for me if he had, if we he kissed me on the first date i did mm -mm. don't <laughs> well, think that's true <laughs> well and maybe that's why you were like uh you need to you need to no chill out. yeah we're i not. i don't think so and dad was shy too i think he probably was referring to the date where he did a whole olympics thing for me in the park but that was probably months after we'd been dating okay um so uh, so you guys dated for about two and a half years, three, three years. Okay. Three, almost, th I think three and a half because I was almost graduated and he had, yeah, I think it was three and a half. Yeah. And he kind of talked about kind of his, you know, journey with that and trying to decide if he yeah. wanted to wait around or not wait around and, and how that worked. But he talked about this one, 
um, incident where he went back to Grand Junction, Grand Junction, and, and drove a girl home. I don't remember her name, but when he got back, um, you were kind of there waiting for him, and and uh, you, I, it's almost sounded like for the first time you sort of indicated that you might be interested. Do you remember that at all? Yeah. Yeah, I do, because we had known each other for so long. And dad was just kind of this, um, I don't know, how do I even describe it? He was someone that was always there for me. Mm -hmm. You know, he was just always there for me. And I think I realized, you know, this is somebody that I probably, and, and, and I was almost through school. I think I had one semester left, which I did after we were married. But um, yeah, I, I think I remember when he came back and I thought, wow, you know, this is somebody that I've been with for a long time and who would probably, I probably want to be with the rest of my life. Okay. Okay. Uh, it didn't have anything to do with the, and, and he didn't say this, but uh, you, you know, sometimes when you see somebody, but you guys, well, when you see somebody with somebody else, you're like, Oh, I'm, I may lose this. Um, yeah. And that could have been, yeah, that could have been too. Yeah. Cause we both dated other people. Yeah. He dated too. He dated other people too. He had, he had some girlfriends during that time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so do you remember a time when you're like, okay, this is, this is serious. I'm thinking seriously about marrying him and we need to, you know, I, I really see this going that direction. I don't remember that. I don't remember a time thinking, even when I went to, to California, mm -hmm. I don't think I had, it's, it's kind of funny because I had I was I was actually seeing a guy during the summer and he said don't come back engaged <laughs> I said I won't I won't I will come back engaged who was that who was the guy his name was Paul Finlayson <laughs> and, and yeah we had dated during the summer what was the what month did we get engaged did dad tell you I think he said it was August I want to say yeah so I I dated this guy through the summer and then he said, please don't come back engaged. And I said, I won't. And I did. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever said, well, well we, I don't think we ever said, well, we just need to get engaged. You know, I don't think that happened. Yeah. I think we were at the temple and he pulled out this sack and he said, I'm going to give you this. And I don't want you to give it back. And it was money. And I said, what's this for? And he said, it's for a ring. And then, then he asked me. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, he, and he said that, um, uh, you know, in that same California trip at one point you said, you know, are we, are you, are we ever going to get married or something? Along yeah. And those I don't lines? remember that. Yeah. Well, but, but here, I here's the thing. Yeah, it could be true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if Paul Finlinson was saying, don't come back engaged, you must've been given some signals that, you know, this, you, 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 you thought yeah. about dad as, as maybe the one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, so he gives you the sack of money. Did you guys then go buy a ring while you're in California or, or what? We went together and picked out a ring. While, while you're in California? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. It's the same ring I have today, only I've got 10 diamonds around it now. And it's funny because I think it was like, I don't even think it was $300. I think it was like $260 or something. Well, it was and I Go ahead. Did he, what did he say, 280? Well, well, yeah, so he got 220s and then like 281s, you know, because so he looked like a big old wad of cash. Yeah. Of, of yeah. like, you know, like $3,000 and not $300. Which yeah, it was He said yeah. it was $300, <laughs> which $300 back in 1970. Well, it wasn't was a, lot. a lot of money. It, I mean, it wasn't like this ring today, however, I just had it um, with the other diamonds is is twenty five hundred dollars, so that's, that's, it's upped in price. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. Yeah, so mom, at at that point, uh, you know, you guys are engaged. Were you? Well, and and the story is kind of funny because you guys were kind of on again, off again. Were you at that point like, okay, it's I'm I'm fully committed to this, or um, what was going through your head? Um, he was graduating, and I knew he would be leaving, and I knew that I you know, we wouldn't be seeing each other. And I guess I just evaluated where I was with him and in my life. And I was 21. 
And I remember my aunt Dot saying, well, you're going to be an old maid. You're never going to get married, you know? And that was kind of a push for me. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know at that point that I was really, it wasn't like the, some people who just know they're madly in love. I wasn't madly in love, but this was somebody that I loved. Um, and so I, I thought this, you know, this is what I should be doing. I prayed about it and felt like, yeah, this is what I should be doing. Okay. So, um, what did, uh, Jerry Finlayson, what was the dude's name? Uh, Paul Finlayson. Paul Finlayson. What did he say when you <laughs> yeah, came he back? Was, he was <laughs> disappointed. He was disappointed, but you know, that's life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so you guys get engaged in, in August. Uh, oh no, you get engaged in, oh, you get married in December. So you're right. engaged in August and then married in December. Um, yeah. What, what, do you remember what your family's reaction was? I mean, where, where what were that? What were their thoughts about this whole thing? Well, my parents were in the middle of a divorce. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, because our, our wedding reception was a nightmare because both my mom and dad came and my dad's new wife sat out in the car and they were, it was, it was kind of miserable for, mm. for me. I just wanted to get it over with. Um, I think my mom liked Joe. I think I, you know, I think his mom liked me by then. I, I think everybody was fine with it. Yeah. I was miss, I had been miss Orem. So I got the city center for the reception free. Mm hmm. And, you know, it, it was nice. The wedding was nice. And so, yeah. Had your fan, had your dad had your parents moved back to the States by then or were they still, they were both living in the States. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. My dad had remarried very quickly and I was very bitter about that. And, you know, our, my family was a mess at that particular point in our lives. Yeah. My brothers and sisters were, we were all just really shaken by what had happened. And so it was kind of a hard time for everybody. Yeah. And, and again, you know, I, dad was really good about that. I remember when we heard that my parents were getting divorced, that's one of the times I saw him cry. Hmm. And of course I cried about it too, even though I knew it was for the best. So, um, Yeah. So we kind of just made it through that. It was just like, let's get through this and move on with our lives. You know, let's get through this wedding. <laughs> Neither one of my parents were in the temple. Mm -hmm. My aunt Dot went through with me. Yeah. So yeah, it was, I was on my own. But I had been on my yeah. own for a long time. Yeah. I had been just on my own. So yeah. Well, um, this is this has been really uh, I've loved talking to you and dad about this. Um, I think it's. You know. I, let me say one one other thing. Yeah. You know, dad has always been a romantic, and I have always been a realist, and that's I feel bad for him sometimes. He's never ever, in, in you know in how many forty eight years of marriage forgotten our anniversary ever, mm -hmm. ever. He's never forgotten a birthday. He's never. He, you know, he's just, he's just been really remarkable in that way. He's not, he hasn't always been kind mm -hmm. <laughs> because that's how the Shumways are. They're not always kind. He's opinionated, he's strong-willed, he's stubborn. Um, but he really, as a husband, has been very attentive and very good to me. Yeah. A good example for you guys, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know, so. he drives me crazy. <laughs> you know he he's still to this day nothing can make me madder than dad can yeah. so yeah. yeah um well anything else any any other well you usually thoughts? ask what's the what's the best part about well, i know but i didn't want to ask that i didn't ask dad that either because he did um, kind of a similar thing where he's like i've think, yeah you know sort of like a really great way to close it and you're you're yeah i mean what so I, i'll ask you what's the best part and what's the hardest part about being well the the best part i think for us in in 48 years is we have always the gospel has always been our center you know the gospel and kids 
you know, you look at what we've done through the years and we both, he's been mayor and I've run the territorial park dinner theater. We've, we've done lots of different things. I've taught, he's done sports with you guys, but through it all, I think for dad and me, the, the strength that we've had is in the gospel. Mm-hmm. That is simple. It's in the gospel. We still study the scriptures daily. And I, I just think that's kept us going more than anything. Um, and the hardest part is that he just drives me crazy. He just annoys the crap out of me <laughs> all of the time. <laughs> Not all of the time, but you know, dad, he's yeah. just, he, he'll never change. He'll always just be dad. So yeah. that's it. Well, I, that's it. And, and um, you know, it's your story. I love that we have this captured. I love that we have this recorded because you know i think there's there's stuff to learn and you know as as my kids are aging into that place where they're having to make these important decisions not only hearing our story but hearing your story and hearing the stories of our siblings of of what courtship looked like and how it isn't always easy and it's not 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 always love at first sight i think is is good to hear and and sometimes you have to really work for it And, and that that doesn't that that for, you know, at least for me and for, I think dad, it worked out for the best. And so, yeah, well, you, you have to constantly be working on that relationship all, all the time. Sure. Because it's pretty fragile. Yeah. You know, with, with two personalities and different backgrounds and then you bring kids into the picture, it's, mm. it's constant work, but it's worth it. Yeah. So. Well, and Andrew said yeah. something during his, and it sounds a little cheesy, but I think, courtship needs to continue. And, and I think you have right. to, you know, you have to keep working at it. You have to keep trying and you have to keep, you know, putting that person, you know, remembering what it was when you were madly, deeply, passionately in love with that person and, and try to find that. And, and, um, that's, that. that's, yeah. that's tough sometimes when you got kids and life, but it's good. Yep. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks mom. Love you. I love you. Love right. you mom. Love you too, honey. Bye-bye. My parents have made their marriage work for well over 40 years. They don't always see eye to eye, but I think they did a great job portraying what a healthy, loving relationship looks like. Thanks for getting together and making all of us. Love you, Mom and Dad.